Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent A. Lancey. And I'm Rory Douglas, high-performance life coach and financial educator. It is hard to believe it is already season seven, and I am humbled to have the ability to continue this platform. Thank you to all who continue to support this show. Your support allows me to create a valuable resource for those who want to take their lives to the next level. As I am always trying to improve this platform, for season seven episodes, we will eliminate the spotlight story from the end of the show. I am eager to learn if you, the listeners, prefer a shorter episode time. Let's get going. Whether you're already an entrepreneur or looking to start your journey tomorrow, or just someone who needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. Each week, I will interview a different entrepreneur from across the globe. I will continue to offer episodes in all industries to provide you with many different perspectives. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Each guest will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes and lessons learned. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show five stars and continue listening by subscribing. Season seven is starting off with an international best-selling author. Like many of you, this entrepreneur spent time in a corporate position before making the jump. With 25 years of experience in the financial industry, he is now a high-performance life coach and a financial educator with a great love for humanity, social justice technology, and artificial intelligence. Douglas uniquely combines life coaching with the principles of spiritual psychology and is passionate about supporting people out of suffering and limitation and into fulfillment. Hearing this episode will allow you to get over it and on with it, as he puts it, and become one step closer to hitting your goals. We'll discuss this entrepreneur's journey, including his recent accomplishment of being the international best-selling author of Cracking the Rich Code, which was a collaboration with Jim Britt, Kevin Harrington from ABC's hit show, The Shark Tank, and also a name you might know, Tony Robbins. Get ready for a great season opener and allow me to now introduce Rory Douglas. Rory, thank you so much for coming on the show and starting off season number seven. Man, Vincent, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to talk to yourself and your audience. Uh, looking forward to this discussion. Hope we can get some incredible stuff out of it. I'm sure we will. Would you mind please introducing yourself to our listeners and previewing your story a bit without giving away just too much of that entrepreneurial journey? Huh. Well, I'm, I'm Rory Douglas uh, once again, and uh, I'm a financial educator, high-performance life coach. I have a passion to help people pursue their purpose in the areas of finance, in the areas of motivation, inspiration, and actually becoming an entrepreneur. Uh, my story actually starts uh, from a young child who was most likely not to succeed in school, most likely not to succeed. Uh, I got kicked out of every elementary school and every high school. I was labeled a troubled youth. I said labeled a troubled youth. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was labeled a troubled youth because I suffered from something that was called dyslexia. I had a condition where I read things backwards. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't understand this disability. So every time I was in class, 
whenever it was open book or test time, I created uh, a nuisance or some, some drama in the classroom to get thrown out. When I got thrown out of the class, I would be in the hallways roaming with the other kids that also too were labeled troubled youth. And I've learned over the years that uh, wherever there is a disease, there's a disease. I'm gonna say that again. Wherever there's a disease in our lives, there is a disease. And when I roam the um, hallways with those kids who are also labeled as troubled youth, um, I identified that I was a leader because those troubled youth all came to me. One thing about myself, I can sit in the classroom and actually listen to the teacher and I can verbatim know every word of the test, the whole nine yards, but I just couldn't perform when it came down to oral writing and things of that sort. So I ran away from my disability. So I tell people today that you can have a disability, but you don't have to be disabled. So I use my disability as my superpower. And I've used that throughout my life to carry me to where I am right now. But I have 25 years uh, as an entrepreneur. I started off in the entertainment industry, had a lot of success with that, a lot of platinum record and gold record projects. But I've used my disability once again all throughout my life. And one thing I've learned is that uh, there's power in service and there's power in patience. And that's who I am. I'm pretty much a... a a financial guru and I love uh, helping people and I have a passion to help people pursue their purpose in the areas of finance and and also to getting their lives together. Well I feel the passion through the video here and I love how you didn't let it hold you back but rather propel you forward similar with my traumatic brain injury you have the two options sit and sulk cry why me why me or you just thrive and push forward and it's great to see how far you've come I'm sure you have a great story ahead of us. Yes, yes, yes. So it is time for the big five here, Rory. On each episode, my guest and I will go over this series of questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. You ready to go, Rory? I'm ready, my man. Let's do it. So when did you realize that you either weren't happy with what you were doing or you needed some kind of change to truly start your entrepreneurial journey? Please share your story. Well, I think that, um, you know, when I worked jobs as, as a young kid i worked jobs of um grimy jobs sweeping the floor washing windows moving up the ladder management corporate america executive positions i did a lot of that and uh i really noticed that i didn't find my passion doing all of that i was pretty much working and i always tell people in life you're only going to be doing two things Either you're going to be working to fulfill someone else's vision or you're going to be working to fulfill your own vision. And about 95% of, of Americans, people in general all around the world, they are working to fulfill someone else's vision. So in return, a lot of uh, most times we, we miss our passion. We miss not only our passion, we miss our purpose in life. So going through all of the turmoil of different jobs and things of that sort, I learned uh, I had a passion for finance once again because of uh, a setback because of um, something that took place that was very, very traumatic. Like when I talked about earlier in my life when I suffered from dyslexia. Yep. Well, when I was in the music industry, I accomplished a lot of milestones. However, when it came down to the end of the year, I, I accumulated a lot of revenue, me and my business partner, but I ended up owing more than I made because of taxes and a lack of financial literacy, not understanding about finance. So what I did was I reached back once again 
and uh, I used my superpower, which was my vulnerability, because I hate to be put in a position right. where I can't really, really win. Mm -hmm. So I picked up every book that I can actually read, uh, to, just to read every book. I studied everything about finance. I jumped in school, took classes. And once I've learned and noticed that by doing all of that, I found my passion in finance because I worked for different firms and every firm that I went to go work for, very notable firms, I would go from the bottom to the top and I found my passion. So I would say to all those individuals who are looking and listening that it's so important that you find your passion. When you find your passion, you will find your purpose. But I tell people this also too, don't be afraid to make a mistake because success is often found in a pile of mistakes. And most people are trying to safeguard, afraid to make a mistake, and they're not working to fulfill their own vision. They're working to fulfill other people's vision. And people spend more time outside of themselves versus with themselves. So once you get acquainted with yourself, find your passion, you'll find your purpose, and you'll have money for a lifetime and not a lunchtime. I, th I love that. I love everything you said there. I think probably 99% of the working population is doing just that. And it's all interconnected where you want that security, you want that safety net. So you work for somebody else and you make their dreams come true instead of exactly. scaling back. Absolutely right. But it is scary. I mean, like you said, success is 99 failures into one success or lessons learned as I like to call them where as entrepreneurs, you have to just figure it out as you go. You have to do it. Okay. Tweak it a little bit. Like my talking points for this show have evolved over the hundred and change episodes as I gained more experience, but since you left those corporate roles, you found your calling. What are two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur for you? Well, first of all, one of the most difficult parts is, do you want to be an entrepreneur? That's the first part. Do you want to be an entrepreneur? One thing I know for sure, people want financial freedom. People want to be put in a position where they could be living their dream. When I sit down with people and ask people, hey, what do you want to be? If you could right now, if you could, if you could do exactly what you wanted to do, what would you do? People never hesitate. They'll tell you right away. I personally believe that most people know their dream. But the bottom line is, do you really want to be an entrepreneur? Because if you want to be an entrepreneur, first thing is this, you have to be willing on going the opposite way of the crowd. Mm -hmm. And the second thing I always tell people, if you have a job, your nine to five should finance your five to nine, which means if you're not willing on working 16 hours a day for yourself, you're not classified as an entrepreneur. You are a wantrepreneur. So before you decide to be, uh, want to become an entrepreneur, you got to really, really look into it and dive into it. Because if you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to come early, you got to leave late, and you got to be willing on investing in yourself. But it's well worth it. And most people don't realize that. I always tell people something I call 40, 40, 40. The average person works about 40 hours a week. They work for 40 years, and then they try to retire for about 40% of their income. And they're about 60% short. Most go back to work. So it's so important that you invest in yourself and be an entrepreneur. So that's something I would tell everybody. Before you become an entrepreneur, really, are you ready to become an entrepreneur? Are you willing on investing in yourself first? And are you willing on putting in the time and also to the setbacks and the disappointments to be able to enjoy yourself later on in life. I think it's well worth it. You have to think, you know, people that they wake up, eat breakfast, go to the gym, what have you, go to work. That's 10 hours, 11 hours. Are you willing to put in those extra hours when you get off the clock? For me, once I left my last finance role in corporate, it was go time. I knew I'd be 
get giving back 90% of my salary and building it slowly, slowly, slowly. And now with the books and the podcast, the brand, it, it's getting built, but it's isolated. You're not used to, you don't have people around you to interact with during the day. You have to have conversations like this, which is very valuable, but I love all those difficult parts. But what is one of your greatest failures or lessons learned and what did it teach you? Why is it still stuck with you all the way until today? Well, you know, I'll tell you this. Um, I always tell people 99% of winning is simply excitement. That, If you want to know the secret to success, 99% is excitement. And what I mean by excitement, not excitement at one time, but excitement all of the time. Regardless of what you're going through, always tell people, if you have something to go to, you'll be able to make it through. I'm going to say that again. If I have something to go to, I'll be able to make it through. But most people, they tend to look at the whole picture instead of looking at the steps that they need to take to become successful. I always tell people, praise progress, but not perfection. Love that. And if you get into a lifestyle of results, which means I'm not going to let a day go by without getting a result, I'm going to make sure that I have an attitude that is breakproof, because I tell people your attitude will lead you to your altitude. And that's why excitement is so important. But I think people uh, have a tendency of just looking at the big picture. In other words, they look at the big picture. Mm -hmm. And I incorporate uh, some spirituality with this because, you know, I don't compromise. I have a lot of spirituality in my techniques. But there's a scripture in the Bible that says when the enemy comes in like a flood, like a flood, it's not really a flood. It looks like a flood. It's a raindrop. So people normally look at their problem instead of working on the solution. What I, I tell everybody, each and every person, if you're listening right now, looking right now, everyone is a masterpiece, but we are work in progress. It's just like an uh, uh, a artist that has a hammer and a chisel chipping away at that masterpiece. It takes a long time, but they're working on the masterpiece. So along the way, you're going to have some disappointments. You're going to have some setbacks. But I always tell people a setback is pretty much putting you in a position for a comeback. So you got to have a great attitude. Uh, you, got to, you got to stay excited. And regardless of what's going on, you, you can't lose the focus. Here's my goal. I'm not going to let anything stop me from reaching my goal. That's what I would say to those individuals out there listening. To and to that point, people I find, at least in my experiences, they're much more willing to complain about their problems. And then when you offer a solution or to take action, they just want to complain about it. For me, I, I love constructive feedback. I want to hear how I can get better every day. Something's not going well. Tell me how. But people will just rather say, ah, I yeah. can't get a job. Well, did you go apply here, here, here? Well, no, but. And, you know, and society sets us up that way. When yeah. I say society yeah. sets us up that way, you know, it, this is it's so important. You know, college doesn't teach us how to get out and get a job. College teaches how to get out of corporate America and go back and, and get a job. That's mm -hmm. what happens. And I always yeah. tell people, I'm not against jobs. But I, I want people to know when it comes down to a job, there's three things you, you can guarantee. The first thing is you can guarantee there's going to be a hire day, a fire day, or maybe a retire day. Those are the three you can guarantee yourself with a job. And my definition of job is just, just over broke. It's just over broke. So a job is temporary, which means a, it's, it's exactly what it says. It's a job. It's not your destiny. 
It's not your career. That's why I always tell people that when you think about nine to five, most people don't even know what that nine to five came from. You have to question that. What do I mean by nine to five? See, nine to five basically means most people, well, all people have more energy from nine to five. So you have more energy from nine to five. So after five, you pretty much just zap most of your energy. Yeah. That's why if you have a job, you want to be excited about the job that you do have so it doesn't take away all of your energy. That's a great And people point. go to a job not liking the job, zap all of the energy, so when they get off work, they're pretty much a laying dormant <laughs> to, to get ready for the rat race for the next day and the next day. And I always tell people winning is a habit and losing is a habit. It takes about 21 days to develop a habit and about 21 days to get rid of a habit. Most people cannot go 21 days staying and sticking to something. They can't do it because it's all about habit. And that's what it's all about. It's about habits. You have to break those habits. But I always tell people confidence is a tricky word. I want to talk about confidence and consistency. Confidence is a tricky word. We're not going to just wake up tomorrow with confidence. That's not going to happen. Confidence comes by doing the same thing over and over again. When you do the same thing over and over again, you don't get bitter, you get better. And consistency is the key to success. So it's all about having confidence by doing the same thing over and over again, whether you're doing it scared, if you're doing it mad, it doesn't matter, but I'm gonna do it over and over again until I get over it. And then once you do that, you're gonna, you're gonna gain confidence and confidence is going to lead you to being consistent. And consistency is the key to success. You don't have to be the best. You don't have to know that much. If you're consistent and you're confident, you'll win. Amazing answer. I am the biggest thing for me is consistency, especially as entrepreneurs. You have to continue to do these things every single day. I have the two podcast series that I have to continue to post every day. I have to continue to provide an episode every week. I have to continue to do things. And now, here we are as a time we're recording this. I think what's live is about episode 95 or so, 4,300 downloads just by doing the little things in eight countries, still growing. So you hit it right on the head there, Rory. But I could tell you're a learner. I could tell you like to talk to people to improve your skill sets. If you could choose to have a conversation and learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who are you picking? Woo, is, uh, I would pick, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Wayne Dyer. Let's talk about it. Wayne Dyer is one guy, he's no longer here, but he's one guy I would pick because Wayne Dyer, not only did he, did he give entrepreneurial skills, he also gave life skills and spiritual skills. I think that uh, most people tend to lean toward uh, success and monetarial things, mm -hmm. but there's a big difference between riches and wealth. There's a lot of rich people that are very, very... Uh, disappointed, mad, not happy. And when you have wealth, you can basically not pretty much have that many monetary things because you really, really know who you are and whose you are. And I believe that once you're wealthy, you will have money for a lifetime. And not only that, you'll be able to enjoy it. So I would say um, Wayne Dyer, um, also um, one of my good friends who I co-authored with the book with, Tony Robbins. And, um, and I love uh, Les Brown. I like Les Brown because he tells a lot of stories. And that's what it's all about. It's all about, I call it the gumbo effect. You know, down soft, they have gumbo. You throw all these different things in the seafood dish. So pretty much, I pretty much wouldn't have one person 
it's a it's a multitude of, of people because I still think no one is really doing what I'm doing because I'm operating in finance and life coaching, inspiration and motivation. And, and, and that's my lane. So I, I love a lot of speakers out there, but those would be primarily the ones that I would really, really put out in the forefront. Let's take it one step further here. If you could pick the venue or place or country for any of these meetings, where do you want to have the sit down? Wow, I would want to have that sit down in the UK. How come? In the winter, when it's cold, a whole nine yards. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I would say this. See, for me personally, if I said the UK, any any country where there's poverty, where there's where there's a, a lack of hope and and disparity. That's exactly where I want to be because I, I don't get any motivation in, uh, you know, pretty much talking to people who've already achieved a whole lot of things. You know, I get motivation when I can deal with someone who lost hope, someone who has nothing and go in and give them some life skills that's going to stick to them and actually caterpillar them to the top and take them out of their condition. That's what it's all about with me. It has to be a change. Uh, it can't be a, a, a feel-good type of a ceremony. It really has to be some extreme conditions so I can go in the middle and really make a change. And I think making a change has nothing to do with finance, money, any, none of that. It really uh, has everything to do with what's inside of you because today, people, they don't buy books. People buy you. Yes. And I hear people today that sound the same. And Maddie. no one can be better. No one can be you. So that, that's why... I always encourage people, don't be afraid to be you because you got greatness inside of you. And if you would just allow people to see who you are, doesn't matter if there's any disabilities, any uh, setbacks, any, any, any embarrassments or whatever it may be in your life, it doesn't matter. Let people see who you are. And that's what it's all about. People buy you. But today we're trained to be spectators and not creators. I love that. You've been inspiring me this whole episode here, Rory. Let's look now into the future. Where do you see yourself in all of your entrepreneurial endeavors? We're going to do one year and five years out. One year from today, what are we seeing from Rory Douglas? One year from today, I think that everyone in America will know exactly about me. In five years, I'll be the number one motivational speaker in America. Love it. I can't wait to watch it happen. I'm going to be able to say I had you on my show one year prior to that. So Rory, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your episode. I love the many things you say. You talked about really finding your passion, not just settling for the nine to five. I love the entrepreneur example. That was great. And the 40-40-40 was also very, very valuable for our listeners. And I loved at the end because it's a testament to what I'm working on. People are buying me. They're not just buying my books. They're buying the man behind the books. And I'm hoping to continue to build that brand and prove worthy for consumers with that value. But it is time for the last word. And I also do this in my other podcast series, A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey, because I want my listeners to really get to know the guests I bring on. Is there something that you would like to share with everybody that we did not touch on yet today? Uh, the thing that I would like to share, but before I share it, Vincent, I want to Thank you for allowing me to be on your show. My and pleasure. I'm very, very um, inspired about what you're doing. Uh, I don't consider, I, I really looked into your show and I consider you a change agent. 
not a podcast guy, a change agent. So I wish you continued success in your endeavors because everything that you're doing is pretty much an investment in your future. Uh, but I would say this to the listeners, your dreams are not a figment of your imagination. It's just showing you glimpses of your future. Everyone has greatness inside of them. Don't be afraid to let the world know who you are because you have greatness inside of you and uh, the world is waiting on you. That's the question. That's what I would say to the listener. I wouldn't expect anything less on that last motivational piece. Thank you. Be sure to now please share your social media website or ways for our listeners to follow your endeavors and request your services. They can go to RoryDouglas.net, RoryDouglas.net to get all of my handles. And also they can go to AquaFinancialCenter.com, Aqua, like water, AquaFinancialCenter.com. And right now during pandemic, I am actually having free financial literacy workshops for those individuals during the time, like right now, disparity, people losing jobs and that sort. So that's where they can actually find me at. That's a great service because like you said, financial literacy is everything you need to make sure you know what you're doing, whether you have a finance degree or not. It's important to know what's going on with your money, but be sure to check out all his social media content and website. And it is social media time for the show and we're on whichever platform you'd like to use. We're at what it's really like to be an entrepreneur on LinkedIn, at your favorite morning podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and it's podcasts by Lancey on Twitter, so you have updates from both shows. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube, and my website is vincentalancey.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I would love to hear from all of you. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm is Changed, all are on my website now. As always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me and know it will for you too. And this one is from the one and only Steve Jobs. He said, be a yardstick of quality. Some people aren't used to an environment where excellence is expected. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you all on the next episode of what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. <laughs>